Hey, this is Buzz Wood here for Wi-Fi Alliance, and welcome again to The Signal. It's our podcast where we give you the inside track on Wi-Fi and deliver a new perspective on the growing portfolio of Wi-Fi technologies that are changing the connectivity landscape. And if you're new here, consider subscribing so you don't miss the latest happenings in the world of Wi-Fi. Today, we're going to be sharing insights into Wi-Fi technologies and trends that you'll be hearing more about in the next year. And in this, our latest episode, Wi-Fi by the Numbers, joining me to talk all about three key Wi-Fi technology trends is Phil Solis, Research Director with IDC. Phil, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here, Buzz. Thank you for having me. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, For those who are listening who don't know much about IDC, let me take a minute to tell you about them. IDC is the premier global provider of marketing intelligence for the information technology, telecommunications, and consumer technology markets, and they offer global expertise on technology and industry opportunities and trends around the world. So needless to say, we're pleased to have Phil with us today to share his research-backed insights into three key areas of Wi-Fi that you'll see growth over in the next year or so. So let's dive right into the first trend around the tremendous growth of the Wi-Fi access point market, which is a good place to begin. So, uh, Phil, what do you think uh, you see happening in the Wi-Fi access market that would be a good point to start with? Well, uh, there's a lot of Wi-Fi access points that ship per year, around uh, 350 million or so, and going up to over 400 million. And in in the few years prior to 2020, growth was flat or it, or it grew a little bit or fell a little bit, but it was in the range of plus or minus 6%. But in the, in 2020, there was a big jump with over 12% growth in shipments. And, and for the next five years, there will still be more growth on top of that. Hmm. What are some of the key factors that are driving that growth as you see it? Well, part of that um, has to do with the fact that in 2019, right before 2020, uh, shipments fell a little bit. So there was going to be a, re- a little bit of a rebound. Um, and another factor is that um, it was mostly Wi-Fi access point, uh, Wi-Fi five access points in the market, which were you know which were more mature, um, and didn't offer something newer to people who have just bought access points over the last you know five plus years. So um, more expensive Wi-Fi six routers um, have been appearing on the market, but you know there's still not a lot of choice, and they're, they're more at the higher end. So. In in 2020, they were they were lower cost Wi-Fi six access points on the market. Mm-hmm. So then, but, do you see a lot of Wi-Fi users upgrading to Wi-Fi six then? Or? Yes, yes, definitely. It's it's still not um, as large as Wi-Fi five yet, but it's it's shifting very quickly, like uh, far more than doubling every year. Um, yeah, and, and and then of course the you know the pandemic played a role to that too. Sure, I'm sure. Um, as Wi-Fi six E access points and other devices hit the market, do you still see value in Wi-Fi six E access points, even if users don't have other devices that support six, you know, gigs? Uh, what what do you see there? Yeah, so so Wi-Fi six right shifted from OFDM to OFDMA, and there's a big improvement there. What Wi-Fi 6E does, it's just Wi-Fi 6 in the 6 gigahertz band. So, um, you know, if you don't have Wi-Fi 6E end devices like phones and laptops and TVs, um, there's there's could still be a situation where you can benefit from that. If you buy a Wi-Fi 6E mesh router set, like two or three or even four access points that mesh together, um, those can use the 6 gigahertz bands to do the meshing. 
Nice. So it, it saves um, the five gigahertz band and 2.4 gigahertz band purely for devices that access the network. Well, let's move to the second trend, which is around Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 6E, and it's rapid movement uh, forward for both consumer and enterprise. And, um, and so why are Wi-Fi 6 and 6E significant for Wi-Fi in general? So it's, it's about providing higher quality and reliability of your Wi-Fi connections. You know, higher data rates too, of course, yes, and lower latency, but, but providing that higher data rate and lower latency in a more reliable way. Um, and, you know, part of, uh, of having that high data rate, it too, is because to do it at longer ranges. So the further away and the more walls and floors you go through um, with Wi-Fi, the slower the data rate becomes. So you want to kind of start out with a very high possible peak data rate so that if you're further away from the access point and you're getting a slower speed, that slower speed is still much higher. So Wi-Fi 6 will help, you know, continue improving that. And Wi-Fi 6E will do that in new spectrum that's not crowded. So if you're in a home with a a lot of devices, that will help with the congestion in your home. But in an enterprise or in a a consumer setting, like in a multi-dwelling unit, right, apartment buildings where you're surrounded by other people, having access to a lot more spectrum means that different access points can use different parts of that spectrum and there would be less um, conflicts. What devices do you see taking advantage of greater capacity, higher speeds, and lower latency? So today, mostly it's smartphones, PCs, tablets. It's shifting and spreading more and more to TVs, other smart home devices, and um, eventually it'll be all Wi-Fi devices. It's like what isn't getting covered, huh? It's quite a right. bit of stuff. Um, you know, what sort of impact will Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 6E have on Wi-Fi industry moving forward? Do you expect to see significant adoption in the next year or so? Or Yeah, definitely. So, you know, a lot of that growth is coming from primary uh, client devices like phones and PCs. Um, so that's that's those are very high volume devices. So there's a lot of growth happening there. Kind of like the next stage then then is to have... Um, simpler Wi-Fi 6 chips that are just that just use one by one instead of two by two MIMO, for example, that would go into um, the long tail of IoT devices. So the growth will still continue um, over many years. Well, what could users expect uh, to experience with the latest generation of Wi-Fi, and and how will that uh, improve their connectivity or change it in some manner? Yeah, so it, it's mostly about having more reliable connectivity right the higher data rates and the lower latency are part of that but the reliability of that connection as well so it means like you know there's faster video buffering when you go to stream a movie or fewer problems with your connectivity when you're doing a video call things like that and and doing that especially at range when you're going to be on relatively slower speeds Yep. Well, with kids at home learning and uh, parents home working uh, it can get very crowded right yep Exactly. And this should bring uh, significant relief to that model. Exactly. Because, yeah, the more people you have on the network, the more devices that are on the network, the higher the data rate should be, the higher quality of the connection, and the more spectrum you should have access to. Well, that's probably a relief for most people. Um, yes. Hey, let's lastly talk about Wi-Fi Halo, and I don't think many people know about that. What is it, and how does that fit into the world of Wi-Fi? Yeah, so it's, it's Wi-Fi in a lower frequency band. Right. So it's um, in the, the, you know, 800, 900 megahertz range. It's it's that's also unlicensed spectrum. But that lower um, f- 
frequency band means that the range of it can be much, much further, right? So the data rate is not going to be as high, but yet it's still high enough to do to do video, which is why it's it's being used in a lot of cameras in a in a uh, in an industrial setting. Mm-hmm. And wh- so. what were the key markets where we'd see Wi-Fi Halo uh, in use? So, so it's an, in the industrial markets today, but it's going to quickly make its way into the consumer market. And I think that's for security cameras, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of battery powered security cameras coming out. So imagine if you can have a longer range, more reliable Wi-Fi co- connection, that means maybe if you have a big backyard, but you want to put your camera back there, a, a battery powered camera, you can, and it can still connect to the network in your house. Yeah. So mostly commercial applications, industrial for this particular Right for right now, yes, yeah. that's where it's that's where it's starting. But it is going to spread out into the consumer smart home as well. Yeah. Well, over the last year, we've heard a lot about Wi-Fi's critical role during the pandemic, uh, which was, uh, you know, something that everyone you know leaned on, and and now we know it will continue to be a critical uh, connectivity as we adapt to hybrid work environments, hybrid learning environments, and people's minds. How do you think they view Wi-Fi now, and is it still as important in their lives or, or more so? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, before the pandemic even, people were more aware of, of the importance of the quality of their Wi-Fi connection, and so were um, ISPs and cable companies, right, giving people better quality Wi-Fi. So they started to stream more video, then they would also get less complaints, right, about their internet access. But um, during, you know, so that was already happening. But during the pandemic, that just got exacerbated. As you mentioned, you could have a family at home where everyone is either doing video calls for work or doing, you know, on video for school or or streaming video as as entertainment and all at the same time. And that's where people really started to run into problems and look to uh, upgrade their, make sure they had a better internet access in the first place, but also upgrade their Wi-Fi network. Definitely. And I think Wi-Fi 6 and 6E are going to be uh, major improvements in that whole dynamic, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Right. And, you know, even post-pandemic, even if you know more people are going back to work, you still have a hybrid work situations or just people have more of an awareness now that, you know, if they need their network, the network needs to be there and it needs to work. So people are considering what they're buying more. Well, those were some great insights, Phil. I want to thank you once again for taking the time to have joined us here on The Signal and to talk about the latest trends happening in the world of Wi-Fi. You're welcome, and thanks for having me. Every few weeks, we plan on broadcasting a new episode that's relevant, entertaining, and informative, and we'll make sure to always give you the inside track about the latest things happening in Wi-Fi. And make sure you don't miss out on any information that's critical to your customers and to your businesses. Each week, we'll share information in our show notes so you can follow up on the innovations we talk about. And if you're not a Wi-Fi Alliance member, well, now's a great time to join and help drive the future of the Wi-Fi industry. To join or learn more about our organization, visit us at wifi.org. And please subscribe and listen to The Signal on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Spotify to make sure you stay on top of the latest Wi-Fi innovations. This is Buzzwood thanking you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.